Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys had a wonderful Monday. I don't know if all of you guys follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore, but you should. And if you do follow me on Instagram, you saw that yesterday I fed the homeless. My best friend had a homeless event where we gave out food to the homeless and we also gave them out care packages with like toothbrushes, soap, um, rags, towels and things of that nature for their hygiene. And it was a very successful event. It was a great event. And the side that you guys didn't get to see on social media was that it was a very emotional day for us because yesterday was literally our prayers becoming flesh. We know that in the Bible, I always tell you guys that it says the word became flesh. And I always say, see it, speak it so that you can see it. And yesterday we saw what we spoke, like me, my best friend, and my two other friends, we remember sitting on my friend's patio in February and praying over my best friend and saying, God, show her her purpose. What did you call her for? What did you call her to do? What did you create her to do? Show her her purpose. Allow her to walk into her purpose. We prayed this in February, y'all. February of this year, we set in the front of my friend's house and prayed this. So yesterday when we saw it all right in front of our face, when we saw the setup and we saw her name and we saw the plates getting fixed and we saw that we fed over 200 homeless people like... I was about to cry yesterday. My two other friends was about to cry yesterday. My best friend, she did cry yesterday. Like it was just unbelievable and it was just the the feeling that you experience when you finally realize or you finally know why you were created and what God placed you on this earth to do it's just a supernatural unreal feeling so yesterday even though some of you guys got to see it on social media there was a lot of emotions behind the scenes that you guys didn't see and what provoked those emotions was our prayers it was knowing that God not only did you hear us but you moved in such a swift way that we're literally standing in front of our prayer because God is so intentional with everything that he does that aligns perfectly with what we're going to talk about today as you can see by the title we're talking about blind company and we're coming from the book of Acts but before we come from the book of Acts I wanted to tell you guys that I literally researched what the book of Luke stands for because I'm just always in the book of Luke. I think it was Friday when I got, it was either Friday or Wednesday when I got on live. Somebody was like, we live in the book of Luke. And I was like, girl, I know. Like, <laughs> I know we do. In the book of Luke, it just talks about um, in that book, that's the book where Jesus was sitting amongst the sinners and where Jesus said, I didn't come to heal or to help the healthy. I came to help the sick. And it made me realize why God always has me in that book, because I know that I'm called to the culture. I'm not called to the perfect saints who are in the church and they're perfect and they get it right every time and they don't do anything wrong. And they know all of the books of the Bible in alphabetical order and they can remember scripture at the top of their head. That's not my audience. That's not who I'm called to. I'm called to the people where I'm going to have to go to the index and find out what page this book is on because girl, I don't remember. And I can tell you what the Bible say, but I can't quote exactly where to get it from unless it's like a John or Matthew 6, 33, you know, the popular ones that we see on social. I can quote those, but quoting off the top of my head, that's not my strong suit. That's the audience that I'm called to. That's who I speak to. So the fact that the book of Luke,
talks about that, it let me know why God always leads me there because those are the people that I'm called to. I'm called to the sinners. I'm called to the culture. I'm called to the weed guys. I'm called to the scammers. I'm called to the girls who like to twerk. I'm called to the people in the club. I'm called to those people for those people to understand that God wants you to come the way you are for those people to understand that God still loves you judgment, no judgment included. And don't worry about the people who are judging you because they can't judge you. They're not God and they can't be a represent representation of him. Only he can judge you and only he can say whether or not what you're doing is acceptable. But you first have to have a relationship with him. So I'm called to the culture to let the culture know that if nobody else accept you, I do. If nobody else lets you know that God loves you just the way you are, I'm going to. And the fact that the book of Luke represents that as well and talks about Jesus saying that and saying that I'm here for the people who are sick. I'm here for the people who don't always get it right. I love that. So I'm not in the book of Luke today, but I did study it on Friday and really dive into like, what does this book represent? What does this book stand for? And I was very happy to see that it stands for exactly what my brand stands for. So that's why God always has us in the book of Luke. Side note, have you guys ever fell asleep with like the fan on and then you woke up and you was kind of stuffy? That's how I feel right now. So if I sound stuffy, I'm sorry, y'all, but we're going to push through and we're going to get this word out. Okay, that's just that's just what it is. Nothing is stopping it. So we're coming from the book of Acts and we're coming from chapter 22 and we're going to be talking about the whole book. So verses one through 23. If you would like to sow into this word, you can sow on my cash app, dollar sign the Christian Bay, or you can sow through my PayPal polished 144 at gmail.com so starting off in acts 22 it says brothers and esteemed fathers paul said listen to me as i offer my defense when they heard him speaking in their own language the silence was even greater the first thing that I wrote down, because I know that y'all grabbed y'all journals because y'all are Christian based. Y'all already know how this go. Grab your journals, get your pens. Let's dive in. So the first thing that I wrote down after reading the very first two verses in chapter 22 was that it says speaking their own language. And the first thing that God dropped on my heart is that your company speaks your language. Whoever you hang around, the people that you associate yourself with, the people that you talk to the most, the people that you spend the most time with, they speak your language. So if you ever want to know the way that you talk or the words that flow from your heart, look at the people that you associate yourself with. How are they speaking? Are they speaking life or are they always speaking negative? Are they always complaining? Are they always being a pessimist? Are they always just thinking about the bad sides to things or are, or are they life speakers? Do they change their atmosphere and shift rooms with the words that come out? of their mouth what do they say because if you look at the people who you spend the most time with you'll realize that these people speak your language so verse 2 says when they heard him speaking in their own language the silence was even greater because when somebody speaks your language I speak the language of the culture so if I'm saying something the culture is most likely more to listen because I speak their language I know their language opposed to when our grandmas used to be trying to tell us what to do and it's just like grandma like okay here you go with this bible talking again it's a different language and when somebody speaks your language you're more you're more willing to accept what they have to say so verse 2 says that Paul was speaking to them and when they heard him speaking in their language the silence was even greater 
in verses three through five, Paul begins to share his testimony with them. And he explains to them who he was and what he stood for. And if you know anything about Paul in the Bible, Paul was a Christian killer. He did not like people who served God. So he made it his business to kill and slaughter those people. That's what he did. So Paul was explaining that that's who he was. And he made it his business to constantly kill. And he said, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. Whoever wanted to live their life for God, Paul was getting rid of them. Then we get to verse six and Paul says, as I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. Verse seven, I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, if you're not familiar with the story of Paul, Paul is the new name that God gave to Saul. Saul was the Christian killer, but when he gave his life to Christ and he became a new creature, God gave him a new name. You're not who you used to be anymore. You're not who you identified yourself as or who people labeled you as anymore. Saul, the killer, you're no longer him. Now you're Paul. Now you're Paul, my chosen one who I've called to deliver my word. You're a brand new creature now that you've given my life, your life to Christ. So in this verse, he's saying Saul, Saul, because he's calling him as who he was at the time. But when he gave his life to Christ, God gave him a new name. You know, kind of like when you were in high school or back in the day when you used to be a hothead and they would call you the hothead or they would call you the fighter or they would call you the one with the attitude. And now that you're, you've matured and now that you're no longer in that place, it's like, don't address me as that anymore. Don't call me that anymore because that's no longer who I am. So this label that you're trying to permanently stick on me, now that I've given my life to Christ, now that I've raised the standard, now that I'm a Christian babe, don't address me as my past and who I used to be because I'm no longer there anymore. So the people that used to address me as pretty little jazz, now they have to know I'm not pretty little jazz anymore. I'm Christian Bay. I'm a new creature now that I've given my life to Christ. So I live on a new standard and that standard that you're trying to keep me bound to, that's less than what God has called me to. So at the time he was Saul, but when he gave his life to Christ, he is Paul. And there's some of you that you have to realize you have to let go of your old name, who you used to be no longer fits where God is taking you. That label is too little it belittles you that label it takes away your value that label and those memories that people are trying to keep attached to you it's watering down the anointing that God has on you so you're gonna have to set the record straight and I know I used to be a hothead and I know I used to be in a club and I know I used to gossip and have all the tea but don't address me as that anymore because I'm a new creature so Paul said in verse six, as I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, as he was living life the way that he was normally living life, you know, going to kill some stuff, you know, the normal day to day routine as he was going about life normal, a bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Verse eight says, who are you, Lord? I asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. Verse nine, Paul said, the people with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. And this is where our title today comes from. This is where the whole episode came from. He said, the people with me saw the light, but they didn't understand 
the voice speaking to me. So as he was traveling, he was traveling, living life with these people that he had with him because this is his first time even mentioning that it was people with him, but it was people with him. And the people that was with him, they saw the light that was around him, but they did not understand that God was stepping in. They did not understand the voice that was coming from the light. So they saw him make a change. It was something that happened in that moment. They witnessed the thing happening, but they wasn't able to identify who was making it happen or what it was that was happening they just saw something happening they just saw the light but could not understand the voice they could not understand the word that was coming from that light kind of like how some of your friends they saw you stop wanting to drink and stop wanting to smoke but they didn't understand that the spirit was speaking and working through you there's somebody that you was dating and they saw you stop wanting to have sex but they didn't understand that the spirit of celibacy was working and speaking through you they saw that you stopped shopping and stopped going out to eat as much but they didn't understand that the spirit of financial stability was beginning to speak through you they saw that you began to curse less and you were watching what you were saying but they didn't understand that the spirit of prophecy was beginning to work through you so paul said i was with these people and the light of god start shining down around me and the people that was with me they saw the light but they didn't understand the voice that was coming from it And there's somebody that's listening to this podcast and you're in that season right now. You're in that season of being around people and they see what's happening, but they don't see what's happening. It's like, you knew I was starting to pray more and you knew I wanted to get deeper in my relationship with God, but you don't really see the transformation that's happening within me. So now you're in a place where you don't really understand how to move because it's like growth is pulling on you, but your past and your friendships is having a hold on you. So you don't know whether to go for it or whether to stay where you at because you're comfortable with this but you're called to that. So there's a season in your life right now where you're accompanied by blind company. And I'm not saying blind in the physical sense. I'm saying that they can see that it's the light around you, but they can't see what God is speaking to you. They can't see the spiritual realm. They're only able to see that physically something's happening, but you don't really see what's happening inside of me. But that's what comes with being accompanied by blind company. So now you're in a space where you're realizing that your interests are a little different or a lot different. And now you don't really know why you're feeling the way you're feeling, but you're feeling like you don't want to be around them as much. And you're feeling like you want, you kind of want to talk a little less. It used to be you talked every day. It used to be this was my girl. But now it's not that you my girl. It's just that I'm living in a different world. It's just that there's something going on inside of me and I can tell that you can't see. So it's drawing me away from you because... I'm realizing that I'm accompanied by blind company. So Paul said in verse nine, the people with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. Verse 10, I asked, what should I do, Lord? And that's the place where a lot of you, what should I do, Lord? I feel you calling on me, but this past is holding on me. These are my friends. This is my comfort zone. We always do this. Why does it feel like it's something new happening to me? Why do I feel like I can't stay in this place no more? I'm used to being here. This was always okay. What is this new feeling? What should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go into Damascus. And there you will be told everything you are to do. Verse 11, I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. And this is where we often get confused when it comes with being accompanied by blind company is that the blind company was a part of my journey. 
You you was there when I first said, yeah, girl, I think I'm finna start going to church. And you was there when I first started saying, yeah, I think I'm gonna save a little more. And you was there when I first started saying that this was gonna be my year and I wanted to grow and I wanted to start the business. You were a part of my journey. You were with me when I made the decision to change my mind and create a different light. So now I don't understand why you can't see what's happening with me. Now I don't understand how I got accompanied by blind company when you were the one that were with me when I led and first started walking on this journey. So this is how it becomes confusing because we've been friends for 14 years and I share with you all of my plans and all of my dreams. But now that I'm stepping in it, it seems like you can't come with me. If you're taking notes, I want you to write down something that God placed on my heart when I was studying this. God said, I can use the blind company to get you where you need to be. But understand that when you get there, there will be some new kingdom sighted godly company sent by me. I can use the blind company to get you where you need to be. But understand that when you get there, there will be some new kingdom sighted company sent by me. There will be some kingdom sighted godly company. You could put kingdom sighted company, godly company. There will be some new company that represents God sent by him when you get there when you get to the destination that he's calling you to when you begin to walk in the steps ordered by you you have to understand that with the new comes new you cannot put old wine and new wine skins we that's one of the verses in the bible says you can't put old wine and new wine skins if it's a new wine skin you have to put new wine in it because it'll bust it it'll mess it up you're a new person now remember Paul's name has changed to Paul he's no longer Saul so you have to understand that in your transformation in your journey with Christ when you become a new creature you have new things that are attached to you and that includes new company because your old company cannot always understand the new you so that's what's happening right now so God said I need you to understand that because you're amongst the blind company I can use them Paul literally said, I was blind by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. That's the people that he was with. The people that were the people that could not see that could see the light, but could not understand the voice speaking. Those were the same people that led him where God wanted him to be. So I need you to get content with knowing that, yeah, it was okay for them to be a part of your journey in the beginning. But you are going to come to that crossword where you have to make a decision. Do you want the blind company or do you want the godly company? And it's not to say that the blind company will not ever see. But if you don't see clearly first, how are they supposed to ever see? Verse 12 and 13 says a man named Animus lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law and well regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. Verse 13, he came and stood beside me and said, brother Saul. You just met me. You already called me brother Saul. Regain your sight. And that very moment I could see him. Because remember, he just came from this blind company that they saw the light, but they couldn't understand the voice that was speaking. And because Paul was with those people, Paul was blind. That's what you have to understand that your company can blind you. You're going to have it. You're going to have to understand that, that they can blind you. They can stop you from getting to the steps that God has ordered for you. When God is calling you to more, when God is calling you out of a certain environment or out of a certain crowd, when you decide to stay there, when you decide I'm comfortable here and I know it may be tough to do, so I'm going to just settle. You have to understand that you put yourself in jeopardy. You put your purpose in jeopardy because godly company has the ability to open your eyes for you to see. Remember, Paul went blind and yes, it was nice for his blind company to lead him 
because they saw in the flesh. They just couldn't see in the spiritual. That was the issue. When Paul was living in the flesh, when Paul was saw, it was great to hang out with them because he was living in the flesh and they could see in the flesh. But now that God has called him, now that God has shined his light on him, this blind company not going to get you where you need to be. Because when it comes to godly company, godly company has the ability to open your eyes for you to see godly things. Godly company can call God's light out of you. Animus had just met Paul and he said to him, he stood next to him and said, regain your sight. And that very moment I could see him. That very moment that he said that to Paul, Paul got his sight back because light attracts light. The light in you can activate a light in me. But if I'm with the blind, neither one of us can see. So when it comes to godly company, godly company can call God's light out in you. Whatever light that God has placed in you, you get in the company of somebody else that has God lights and that thing could be activated. Godly company can reveal to you God's will for you because godly company not only sees the light, but godly company understands the voice through the light. And that's the difference between the blind company and the godly company. They could only see what was happening in the flesh. All they knew is that a light was there. They didn't know that it was God. They didn't know that it was purpose waking him up. They didn't understand that. But when he got to where he was supposed to be, when he got to Damascus, there was a godly man waiting there. It says that Annas, he was a godly man, a deeply devoted to the law and well regarded by all of the Jews of Damascus. He was well respected because of his relationship with God. He was the example of godly company. And because of who he was, he came and stood next to Paul because he understood that this man has a calling on his life. God's light is on this man. I see it. Annas didn't have to be there on the road to see that. God's light was on Paul because he had godly spiritual vision to see God's light in Paul. So when he went to Paul, he stood beside him and he said, regain your sight. I can tell you're blind, but I can also tell that God's light is on you. So regain your sight. Let me speak some kingdom talk on you because that's what godly company does. Let me speak this kingdom talk on you and let you know you getting your sight back. And at that very moment, Paul said, I could see him. The ones that led him there, he could not see them. They did not have the light or the activator inside of them to turn his vision back on. They did not have it. Who he was when he was them was now dead. Now you are a new creature. God has came to you and has spoken to you. So they don't even have control over your vision anymore. You're not living in the physical anymore. You're not who you used to be. Them calling you to parties, them calling you to clubs, them calling you about the shade room. That doesn't get you excited anymore. That doesn't fulfill you anymore. If anything, Thing, it drains you if anything it makes you blind if anything it distracts you because what used to work no longer works God has called you now God has put his light on you so if you're not talking about kingdom things you kind of boring me or you're blinding me for better words because if it's not about kingdom things then you're distracting me from what God is calling me to so verse 14 says, then he told me the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak for you are to be his witness telling everyone what you have seen and heard. This is Annas talking to Paul. They, they first time meeting. This is what God has called you to do. This is your purpose. This is what he created you for. This is what, and you, do you know how many people Walk around life not knowing their purpose. I'm sure some of you who listen to this podcast and you want to know what is my purpose. Godly company can reveal your purpose. Godly company can let you know the light that God has within you. But they first have to have God's light within them. They first have to be able to hear from God. They first have to understand what God's light look like. But if you hanging around the blind, that's why you can't see. That's why you can't see. That's why you don't know what God has planned for you. Because you're not hanging around any light to activate your light. 
going back to the story about my best friend, we had been friends since like 2006. We went to middle school, we went to high school together. We've been friends for years, 14 years at this point. And with us being friends for 14 years, we were friends, but we were never best friends. So we became best friends this year on her birthday, January 9th this year. We became best friends. It's been 14 years. Like, girl, you're my best friend. That's just what it is. We best friends. So that's when that happened. And the night that we became best friends, I was like, so what's your purpose? Because because I'm, I'm a godly community, because I'm godly company, because I'm operating in my purpose, because I know the light that I walk in. And if I got people with me, if I got friends with me, my friends need to know they company. Because if you with me and you blind and I can see it's something wrong here. It is some power that's not really working here. It's some anointing that's not really doing its job because there should be no one around me that's blind. I should not have blind company if I am a woman of God, if I have the light to see and if I'm able to speak godly things, why do I have blind people around me? So I said to her in January this year, what's your purpose? And that's why when it came to February, we was praying, okay, God, what's her purpose? Like, you need to let us know what's her purpose. What, what, what is she called to do? What did you place her on this earth to do? Because godly company can activate your purpose. That's why it's important. He had to go, Paul had to go to Damascus because when he went to Damascus, that man told him his purpose. God had already spoke to him and let him know he's coming over here. And when he come over here, I need you to tell him this. God had already knew that in January, when we sat down and had that talk, that February, I was going to be like, we need to go to God. He ain't revealed it to me. So we're going to have to go to him to figure out what it is. God, God, what's up? You tell us what to do. And when you tell us what to do, I'm next to her every step of the way, because that's what godly company is. Godly company not only sees the light, but understands who's speaking through the light. So Paul said, he came and stood beside me right here. Light versus light. I got the light and I see the light within you. He came and stood beside me and told him, regain your sight. And at that very moment, I could see. Then he told me the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. For you are to be his witness, telling everyone what you have seen and heard. Verse 16, Anna said to Paul, what are you waiting for? Get up and go be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Get up. This, this is what you about to go do. Because I need y'all to really understand how godly company is such a necessity. I need you to understand how godly company helps you get to the steps that God has ordered for you. I remember in like, it was either like March or April when my best friend was fasting and when she was really diving deeper into her relationship with God, trying to figure out this purpose thing and wanting to walk in it. She would have ideals and stuff like that. And I'd be like, you need to fast. You want me to fast with you? We, we about to fast because, and then when God revealed what it was, okay, so when, when you want your first event to be, do you want a logo? Are we working on the logo? Are we working on the name? Like what we doing? What, what do you need me to do? Okay. You need me to be there to set up what get up and get to what God is telling you to do. Anna said, what are you waiting for? Because at this point, Paul already knew his purpose. So I need you guys to understand that it's not just about having friends that you just been friends with. And it's no, it's no power in that friendship. It's no purpose in that friendship. God uses relationships to bless us and get us to our purpose. And I really believe that that's why so many people do not know their purpose or do not know how to begin to walk in their purpose because you're not surrounding yourself with the right people. So today I want you to write down and figure out everyone around you. Are they blind company? 
or are they godly company? Are they getting you closer to purpose and helping you realize what your purpose is day by day and speaking God's word and God's light into you? Or are they just, girl, what you up to? Another main factor that I wanted to talk about when it comes to godly company versus blind company is that a lot of times we are blinded by time. That's what happens with us. And we think that 14, 15 years, as I said, me and my best friend, we've been friends for 14 years, but we became best friends this year. But if the story was different and I was not supposed to be in her life, I could not allow 14 years of friendship to keep me in a blind friendship. It, it can't happen. And that's what happens a lot of time is, oh, we've been friends forever. We don't know how long Paul knew those men that he was on the road with. But what we do know is that he had one conversation with Agnes and it activated his purpose and changed his life. One conversation the first day he met him. So what that means is that godly company is just like God. It's so powerful that time doesn't matter. It, it does not matter whether if you're in a godly relationship, a godly friendship for one month, it can do more changing, more change for the better than 10 years of a blind friendship. So I want you guys to get time out of your mindset. Is this person, is your company, are your friends pushing you closer to God? Are they giving you God's word? Do they understand God's word? Do they understand God's light? Can they see the light within you? And can they speak to that light and call out the new parts of you? Or are they holding on to the old you? Because that makes them comfortable. Because it makes them feel good to know who you were when they knew you. And you know, you growing sometimes if it threatens them because now it's like, I don't know how to move with you because you're moving in a different way. So sometimes you have friendships that it, it starts to get weird when you grow because they're not comfortable with you outgrowing their mindset of you or the box that they've put you in. So I want you guys to let go this whole, oh, my friendships are determined by how much time because Annas began to speak to Paul the first day they met and told him his purpose and told him what to do. And that changed his whole life. So could your life be stagnant or could you not know your purpose because you scared to let go of what has passed? That friendship is done with. And if you needed confirmation, this is it. Because, you know, sometimes we like to hold on to the past. Sometimes we argue to keep the past. You're going to convince yourself why you should not let go of this friendship. You're going to try to convince yourself why this isn't blind company and how, oh, she's trying to get closer to God. And one day she's going to, it may be true. But is she holding you back in the process? And are you fighting to stay there? Because Paul was kind of like us and how sometimes we argue to stay in the areas where we're comfortable. Annas told him, get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Verse 17 says, after I returned to Jerusalem. So now he done went back home. He done went back to his familiar environment. After I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple and fell into a trance. I saw a vision of God saying to me, hurry, leave Jerusalem for the people here won't accept your testimony about me. Because remember now because of his friendship with Annas, he's able to see. So now God can release visions and let him know what he wants to do. Let him know the will that he has for his life. And once he saw the vision, God told him, leave Jerusalem, leave what you know, leave your hometown. You're going to have to leave them friends and the stuff that y'all used to do on the weekend. If you want to walk in purpose, you ask for purpose, but are you really ready for the sacrifice that comes with it? You're going to have to let go of your old lifestyle. God told him, leave Jerusalem for the people here won't accept your testimony about, about me. 
the people here don't really they made it obvious that they don't even see what i'm doing in your life they see the light but they don't understand the word behind it the voice behind it they don't know that i'm speaking to you so here they're going to water down your anointing if you stay with that same crowd they go water down the power that i'm putting in you because they don't understand that they're going to keep you bound to who you used to be they're holding on to the old image of you and it's going to water down the new that i'm producing so i need you to leave here for the people here won't accept your testimony about me for the people here won't accept the changing that i'm doing in your heart for the people here won't accept the prophecy that's going to come out of your mouth they're going to think when you're prophesizing that you're just talking funny or making a joke they don't understand that that's my power being released from your tongue if you have the gift of prophecy and you're around people who don't who don't value what you speak or who still think that you're just speaking what you used to be speaking years ago it's going to water down your gift you have to understand that god places you in areas for your gift to be valued and if i don't see that your gift is going to be valued here if i don't see that your gift is going to be effective here if i see that your gift may be threatened here i'm going to tell you to leave so he said hurry and leave from what you know for the people here won't accept your testimony they already let you know that they was blind when y'all was on the road verse 19 but lord i argue they certainly know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And I was in complete agreement when your witness Stephen was killed. I stood by and kept the coats they took off when they stoned him. I was a part of the gang. They they know me. They know that I'm really about what I'm saying about God. I don't have to leave. I don't have to detach myself from them. I don't have to get new friends. They know that I'm about what I'm saying about God. I could just stay right here. Why are you trying to call me into more? Why are you trying to place me in new rooms? Why are you trying to put me me in new environments that will allow my anointing to really thrive why do you want to take me out of what's comfortable for me why do i have to let this friendship go even though i understand that there's an anias waiting and waiting to speak purpose into me why do i have to let this go in the process verse 21 through 23 says but the lord said to me go for i will send you far away to the gentiles remember he was a jew so it was not coming for him to be amongst the gentiles go for I will send you far away from what's normal to you. For I will send you far away from what you feel like is acceptable. The crowd listened until Paul said that word. So he was speaking to Jews, to the Jews. Remember, that's how it started off him sharing with them his testimony. And they heard him speaking their language. So they got silence. So the crowd listened until he said that word. Your friends are going to be okay with your making this change until you confront some of their ways. Your friends are going to be okay with you trying to live according to God's word until you start questioning some of the decisions that they want you to make. Why you want me to be out this late? And no, girl, I'm not drinking no more. And I'm going to have to put that down. And I don't really curse like that no more. They're going to be okay until you begin to speak with something that does not align with what they're okay with. So it says the crowd listened. Until Paul said that word, until you said that you was going to be with the Gentiles, I was all for it. Until you said that I was going to have to stop going to the club with you, I was all for it. Until you said that we're going to have to stop sleeping around and cursing every time a word come out of our mouth, I was all for it. Because now you saying something that I'm not for. So it says the crowd listened until Paul said that word. Then they all began to shout away with such a fella. He isn't fit to live. They yelled, threw off their coats and tossed handfuls of dust into the air because now they mad. And there's somebody on here, you needed this episode. You needed this confirmation to know that God is calling you into more. And it's not going to be easy to leave what you're used to. It's not going to be easy to cut off those people that you're used to hanging with. And when you decide to cut them off, when you decide to make the changes, they're not going to always be okay with it. It's going to be some backlash that comes with it. I need you to understand that. 
But what I also need you to understand is that your purpose is waiting for you. God said, go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. I know you don't want to. I know it's not comfortable for you, but I need you to decide. Do you want to step into something that's new? Or do you want to stay in what you've always been bound to? You have to make a decision today. You want you want to meet your because you have to understand when God takes something away, he blesses you with something better. Yeah, Paul had to leave those people that led him when he was blind, but it led him to Annas who gave him back his sight and gave him his purpose and gave him the steps to walk in his purpose. So, yes, you lost some company, but you gained so much more. You gained a company that's able to speak life and speak kingdom living into you. So you have to make up your mind. So today, if you're sowing a seed, we're going to sow the send me seed. God, send me to the godly company that you have for me. Send me to the steps that you ordered to me. Send me to where I can finally see all that you have in store for me. God, send me, even if it's uncomfortable, even if I feel like I, I, I'm trying to think of reasons to stay, God, I give you and I surrender and give you permission to send me. We're sowing the send me seed. So if you would like to sow the semi seed, you can send it to my cash app, which is dollar sign the Christian Bay, or you can send it to my PayPal, polish144 at gmail.com. Send me seed. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for blessing us with another day. I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak and to listen to this platform. Father God, this is your podcast, not mine, Father God. And I pray for the ears that hears this podcast, Father God. I pray for the person that you made me create this podcast for. I pray that they get bold enough to stand alone. If that means cutting off everybody that they've ever been attached to, I pray that you give them a new level of boldness to stand 10 toes down in what you have called them to and who you have have called them to be even if that means experiencing a lonely season even if that means questioning whether the people was really for you when the backlash starts to come father god i pray that you give them a double portion of confidence i pray that you give them a double portion of reassurance that you will never take something away without replacing it with something better i pray that you remind them that your steps have been ordered for them when they were in their mother's womb and even though it seems like this is a tough season father god COVID 19 has revealed a lot to us during this pandemic father god people's hearts in their and their intentions, Father God. And there's somebody who's experiencing a lonely season and they're wondering, did I do the right thing? Am I doing the right thing by living my life for Christ? I pray that this podcast reaches their ears to reassure them that you did the right thing and you're on the right path. And it just takes sacrifice sometimes, but you're sacrificing for a greater reward. You're sacrificing for kingdom. You're sacrificing for purpose. You're sacrificing for who you were created to be. And that does mean letting go of the old you sometimes, Father God. I pray that each person listening to this podcast is reassured of your presence, Father God, reassured of your covering and your love for them, Father God, and that you never intentionally take them through pain to hurt them, Father God, but to produce something greater within them, Father God. I pray that they get the strength to endure this season, Father God, and I pray that the reward is so much greater than the sorrow, Father God. I thank you for giving me this word. I thank you for using me, and I thank you for each and every person listening to this podcast, and I pray that they know if they feel like they don't ever have a friend, if they feel like they don't ever have somebody to listen, they can always reach out to me because I have been chosen by you to be there for each and every person that hears this episode, each and every person that's going through this transition. You are not alone. We love you, God, and we will forever praise your name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay podcast. I pray that this encouraged you to boldly step into who God created you to be. 
and to let go of blind company so that you can make room for the godly company that God has planned for your life. I love you guys. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore. Let me know if this podcast episode spoke to you. Um, we planting a send me seed today. That's what it is. Send me Lord, wherever it is that you have for me to go in whatever way. If that means I have to strip off some parts to me, then so be it. Send me Lord. I'm putting my faith in that. I'm planting a seed in that. And I'm re- I'm receiving and waiting on a harvest to return from my sacrifice. I love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.